Yo, 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 what's going on, people? This is your boy, Yale Pool, a.k.a. Mr. Don't Shoot the Messenger, coming to you again with another Mind of a Man podcast. Listen, I know, I know, it has been a long time. It has been a long time since I got on here. I've been busy with work, school, a lot of other things, but hey, no excuse. But I just, I just really, 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 uh, really needed to get on here um, and talk for a brief second, just for a brief minute, and um, just share some things I'm going through. And maybe it can encourage somebody else. Maybe, you know, it can help someone else who may be going through something similar or who may eventually end up going through it. So basically, I want to talk real quick about purpose. Yeah, purpose. Listen, it's something we all have. You know, it takes us time to find it and know what it is. Um, but rest assured when you do find it, you know, you're going to have to go through some things to, to fulfill your purpose. Uh, and I'll say that much. Um, one thing I'm not trying to do is not trying to be churchy. I'm not trying to be long. Don't want to be churchy and sound preachy and none of that kind of, none of that kind of stuff. So I just want you to really, um, just want to share and probably encourage somebody. That's all I really want to do. Um, one of the things I can say about Purpose, and I'll talk about this in the stands. Like I said, I'm not trying to be preachy, but I'll talk about it in the stands since Easter holiday. Jesus, you know, just kind of throw that all in there, you know, uh, resurrection weekend, whatever you want to, however you want to look at it. So, um, one of the things is, you know, an understanding purpose and understanding that, you know, we all have a purpose for being here as long as you still have breath in your body. You know, you have a purpose and, you know, you have an opportunity to fulfill it. Um, When when I think back on purpose and going through stuff for your purpose, uh, like I said, I'm going through some stuff right now. So when I think about going through stuff for your purpose, I think about, you know, Jesus had a purpose to come to this earth. Okay, and then, you know, you think about in the beginning, Herod tried to have him killed when he was a baby. He tried to have him killed. And so that would have, you know, um, messed up his purpose. And so later on, he he grows and gets older and he goes into the wilderness. Um, when he goes into the wilderness, he's tempted by Satan. Satan tempts Jesus in the wilderness and you know, he starts trying to tempt him with some things, with three things. Jesus didn't fall for it. Then again, um, a little later on, Jesus ended up having to go on trial in front of uh, Pilate and the people. And it was him and it was, uh, I think their name Barabbas um, or something like that. And he was a robber or some, some whatever. And the people chose to crucify Jesus and let him go. So, now, when I look back on that, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus by no stretch of the imagination, but when I think about it, his purpose, he became the redeemer after he um, after he died in Resurrection Sunday, after he rose again. So, basically what they're saying is the crucifixion was a part of his purpose. The death, burial, and resurrection was a part of his purpose. So, if Herod, excuse me, 
these allergies. So if Herod would have succeeded in killing him, he would have took him off his purpose. If the devil, if Satan would have tempted him and he would have failed for it, that would have took him off track and out of his purpose. If he could have been on trial and he could have told the people whatever they wanted to hear. He could have been like, nah, this plan, I'm not the king of the Jews, whatever, whatever, whatever y'all want to hear. Just as long as y'all don't crucify me. Then that would have took him off track and out of his purpose. So there was things that he had to face, the beatings. There was all kind of different afflictions that he had to go through to fulfill his purpose. So when I look back on my situation, some things that I'm going through that's real stressful at the moment, um, it lets me know that I'm possibly on the right track because of how hard I'm being fought in my purpose. So it's one of those things that I just want to encourage you and, and somebody else that may have been going through what I've been going through, somebody else that may have been up and, and, and thinking and sleepless nights sometimes, you know, dealing with situations like that. Just know that when you're on the right track and when you, when you really, you know, are walking in your purpose, you're going to have afflictions because everybody don't want to see you succeed and then you know depending on how you look at like I said if you're not a religious person and you don't believe in Jesus then none of that makes sense to you or you know you're like yeah I don't believe in that whatever that's not the point at this point the point is just comparing since this is resurrection you know weekend um I use that example of people trying to get you know was trying to get him off his off track and out of his purpose um my brother slash mentor mentioned to me the other day he was talking about some stuff that he was going through um, or had went through excuse me and he, he said some things that were so profound um he made mention to the fact that he said you know you have been going through a lot of different things over the years basically in your purpose you know you done came up against a lot of affliction a lot of stuff people some stuff people know some stuff people don't and he was like just imagine if you would allow one of those things to take you like off track and out of your purpose. He was like, there would have been hundreds of kids whose lives you would have never touched. You would have never impacted. You would have never made a, a difference of get small or whatever in their lives. And I was like, hmm. He said, so because you didn't, you know, because you stayed the course even through the affliction, because you knew you had a purpose and you knew that, you know, that storm was going to pass and you was going to continue. He was like, stay the course. You know, I, yeah, I know you're going through something. I, I've been there before. And I know it's rough. He was like, well, stay the course. Don't, you know, don't get off based on what you're going through and don't let that deter you and ring you off, you know, of your purpose. He was like, because all it would have taken was that one time to get off and I would have went another direction. And he said, there would have been many, many kids that I would not have positively affected. And um, I thought about that. And I was like, wow, I never, I never really, you know, thought about it that way. So, like I said, this short message, this is just the introduction to me getting back on. And I just felt that I wanted, you know, mind of a man, do a little different. Just encourage somebody right now who may be going through something according to their purpose. And if you're not, maybe in 30 minutes, you know, maybe three hours, maybe two days, four weeks, it may be, 
you know, 137 days, whenever trials and tribulations and affliction will be waiting on you. Um, that's part of going through and, and, and walking in your purpose because you got to realize if we get off our purpose, it makes a lot of other people happy, you know, but if we have a purpose and we have a God-given purpose that has been given us, then we need to stay the course and see it through. Um, and that's the thing that I was like, man, you know, I know what I'm going through. And if there's anybody, anybody going through anything similar, I just want to encourage you and say, listen, we in this together. Let's keep fighting. Um, know your why. Know why you're doing what you're doing. And then when you know that, you'll understand a little bit better why, you know, um, you you having these afflictions or you having these trials and tribulations. It's to really get you off course. It's to take you out of your purpose. So no matter what the case, no matter how big, no matter how bad, no matter what happens, just know that if you're walking in your purpose, everything will be okay. That's just a little quick moment I want to share and encourage somebody, mind of a man, you know. Um, and plus, I just want to get back on for a minute and get back used to doing this again. So I will be coming back with some more stuff. I don't know how, I don't know what, you know. I just felt I needed to do this. So... This your boy, Yelpool, a.k.a. Mr. Don't Shoot the Messenger, signing off for another Mind of a Man podcast. Until next time, good people. Peace. Yo, 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 what's up, good people? This is your boy, Yale Pool, a.k.a. Mr. Don't Shoot the Messenger, coming to you again with another Mind of a Man podcast. Yo, tonight I am here with the lovely Miss Kayla, and we're about to talk about Holly, part one. Miss Kayla, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I am wonderful. That's good. So, all right, people. Just so I know y'all probably like, what? Polly, what, what? Okay. I was just telling some people that, you know, this whole poly thing, poly phenomenon, the poly, it's been coming up a lot in like the internet, on my news feeds and social media, different things of that sort. And so, you know, I looking into it a little bit, just trying to get an understanding of exactly what it is, what's going on. I hear some people talk about it, I, you know, and I'm just like, I don't know really a lot about it. I've heard stereotypes about different things that go on. And so I'm like, man, it's interesting. So now, no experts here, no poly experts, no none of that. So just make sure we put it up front. Um, I will be doing more research into it just to get a better understanding because I don't want to be one that's start to prejudge something and don't know anything about it. So. But Miss Kayla, for you, has that, have you seen that like social media differently? Have you seen an uprise in the, I guess the word or the term poly or talk to us from your perspective? Well, a lot of females don't even know that they're in polyamorous relationships because their niggas cheating on them. So. 
Facts. Okay. Okay. But if I'm being honest, um, I have seen an uprising poly relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people begin to accept it more mm-hmm. and just want to understand it more. Mm-hmm. So, which intrigued, I guess, my interest a little more in what exactly is a polyamorous relationship. And yeah. When I've heard, when I, when like back in the day when I heard about it, I heard, oh, poly. And it was almost like, oh, it's just basically where um, you have a, a couple, and they just want to have sex with somebody else. So that's just what poly is. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. And then you start to hear open relationship. And then you start to hear that open relationship is not the same as poly. And then I was like, hmm, interesting. And then I, in my little short research, maybe looking at a clip or two, um, I seen this guy, he was talking, him and his, he was a guy, he had two, two, two women. And they were talking about the deep, intimate connections in the relationships. And from what I gathered, they were, there was like so many different terms or um, categories of poly. And, you know, it'd be a man with two women, it'd be a, a man, woman, man, woman, it'd be a, a woman with two men. Um, they had triads and quad, they, they had them all different kind of names. And I'm, like I said, I'm no expert people. I don't know what all these things mean. Um, and like I said, I have to do more research. But so I started sending, and it wasn't like, one, uh, a couple of these guys that I did see were married. And they said at first they talked to their wives, sometimes their wife went in and one guy said his wife brought it to him. And they brought another woman in as the girlfriend for both of them into the household. And it was also another one that said him and his girl is married, him and his wife, rather, they're married. And they have a girlfriend, but she doesn't live with them. And I was just like, can't lie, people. Okay. I was, um, I was like, hmm, interesting, interesting. So, talk to me about what you know of Polly. So, I'm no expert, first and foremost. I'm no expert. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very new to me. Very new. I've only, as recently, entered into something a polyamorous relationship, if you will. So mm-hmm. it's very new to me, but it's been so exciting. I think it's really up to the person that you connect with to okay. define what you guys want in that relationship. So whether you want it to be male and another female, if it's a male at the center, mm-hmm. or if you want it to be um, two males and one female. So it's up to whoever's in the relationship. Maybe you want a triad, maybe you want a quad. I actually know of someone who's married with a husband who is in a relationship with another husband and wife. So they're in a quad, but it's up to what you want it to be. I think it's not something that should be defined by the book it should be something that is 
interesting, should be interesting and should just be left open to everyone's own interpretation, whatever you feel like it should be. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Um, when you said that, it made me think. Okay. I remember um, a while ago looking on TikTok and it kind of it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit because I got confused. I had to go back and watch it like two or three times. So this young lady and she was she was saying like celebrating our let's say three year anniversary. So I was like, oh okay. And I thought they were just showing like a group of people celebrating with them, like at a restaurant or something. So she was like, oh, my husband. Okay, cool. Then she said, our dynamic is so, so crazy because I have a husband, but I also have a girlfriend that I'm, I'm with. And so her and the girl was there first. And the girlfriend was, she said, was together first. Well, the girlfriend, her girlfriend's best friend is the guy. The guy came into their situation, married her. So now it's the three of them. Right. I said, oh, okay. Then they went through. <laughs> the husband also has a boyfriend. I was like, hold on, I'm confused. I, I had to go, that's what made me go back and rewind it and watch it again. Right. I didn't know who she was talking about that was celebrating. I didn't know if it was her and the husband or her and the girlfriend because they showed them walking after, I guess, through the parking lot after dinner or something. And she was right. on with the husband and she was like, the husband and her girlfriend are best friends. And the fact that, um, they wanted somebody, they have such a deep connection with him that both of them do, that they- The boyfriend. The, yeah, with the, with the, the guy. That right. she, okay. she married him. And that's right. her girlfriend's best friend. Right. So they all in there together. Okay. But he also has a boyfriend. Yeah. Who knows and is okay. So all of them are okay with it. I was just like, and they had kids in the mix. So I was like, I, I, uh, mm, okay, okay, okay. I was trying to understand it. This was not very first heard of it. Now, our people I just put up on Google and I just put in benefits of poly. So one of the things I'm going to read this came up and said increased intimacy, romance, and love. The most obvious, huh? That's like the number one. Like, that, literally, when people think poly, they think sex. They think sex, yeah. That's what oh, it is. Yeah. They got to have fun in the bedroom. And that's what it is. He's like, oh, he wants somebody else, so he gets another girl, so he can have a threesome with him, or he can have, oh, that's the poly. Right. This thing said the most obvious benefit of polyamory is the opportunity to develop deep, intimate, romantic, and sexual relationships with multiple people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Um, and then it said to not have our capacity for love to be stifled by a partner and not to stifle the partner's capacity 
for love. Mm-hmm. So it's basically saying to me thinking about being in a poly situation. So if I was in a poly situation, mm-hmm. I probably most likely would be the male to females. Okay. I would literally have to find two women who are okay with each other. Now, I also seen where the two women don't have to like interact sexually mm-hmm. or anything like that, but they understand that, let's say, let's use me as an example. They understand that I am in the relationship with both of them so we work out our boundaries and our times and hey, what do we do, whether we're in the same household or whether I'm, we all in separate households or whether I'm in the household with one of them, but we'll work that out. Now, we all can intermingle together, but it don't have to. So you can still have that poly if the two women understand their roles and they understand their capacity of I understand this is my man, I love him, but I also understand he has another girlfriend who is blah, 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 and right. we're good with that. And I was like, mm, okay, interesting. Now, here's my question that's funny, and I'm not saying you have the answer. So anybody out there listening, you ever get an answer, you wanna chime in or uh, uh, um, you know, leave a comment or whatever. Here, here's my question. For those biblical scholars, when you read the Bible and you hear Abraham had Sarah and Hagar, you hear David had this, this, you hear Solomon, and I think I get it, Solomon had 300 wives, 700 concubines, something of that nature. Don't, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a Bible scholar, I'm not a theologian either. So, was that a form of poly? Was poly popping back then? Was it like, I'm just I'm just curious because there's a lot, there's a big stigma on mentioning poly. And if you cross reference poly with some of that, people may be like, hey, I'm gonna shoot you. Don't you talk about that. Don't you come up here in my church talking about no poly and talking about, well, yeah, we know what David said. There was some other stuff that was Old Testament. We ain't talking about that. You know, I yes, Solomon, I know wisest and the richest man, but we ain't got time to talk about that. Like, I don't know. It people, theologians that's listening. What was going on? Is was that a form of poly? Like, let me know. Well, um let's uh take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting because I actually had this conversation with someone a while back, and it was when I was first introduced to Polly. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. It was when I was first introduced to Polly, mm-hmm. and I um, told someone about this, and they were just like, everything of this world. And I immediately brought up references of the Bible. Okay. And that particular person went mute. Mm, okay. And um, true story. I 
tells them more about the story in the Bible. I'm like, yeah, such and such. And they were just like, well, uh, like they literally came up with some excuse like, well, for the longest we've done X, Y, Z, like they went into what has been the norm for Western civilization. Yeah, Western civilization. And so I just, you know, ignored it, went on with the conversation, let let it go. Mm-hmm. But um, it, just, it was interesting how the mention of more than one wife had that particular wife shook. Oh, this was a, a It wife. was a woman. It was a woman. Oh, woman. Mm. And she was mm. just like, mm. I know not. Mm. And she probably, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> she probably, you know, maybe feared for her marriage, potentially. Hopefully she don't see this and think, mm. but who knows? You know, a lot of times people they start, they get to thinking and they're just, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Yeah, so she just, I don't know, she just wasn't interested in the conversation after that and she quickly dismissed the subject and we moved on and that was fine. I wasn't trying to press it, but it was very interesting how she did not want to talk about it, mm-hmm. even mention it, nothing. She didn't even want to speak of it whatsoever. Now, I have had conversations with people before, and I'll say this is my last thing before I wrap up part one. I have had conversations with people, and I've been like, listen, I think that from what I know, what little I know of power, there should be a lot of people doing it. And they was like, why? I said, well, let me tell you. I said, those people who are in relationships, men, men and women, to where the man is cheating, the woman is cheating, whoever's cheating, and they are they are a habitual cheater. Mm-hmm. So I've been dating this girl for five years. I've cheated on her for five years. She has caught me, take me back. She's cursed out the other women, taking me back. She cursed me out, taking me back. She's fought other women taking me back. Like, she's not going anywhere, basically. That's the way it looks like. But evidently, I cannot stop jumping over the other side of the fence. I can't can't keep the dangle in my pants, evidently. So, in that moment, in my mind, if I'm on the outside looking in to those kind of relationships, I'm like, well, how about y'all think about Polly? Because evidently, one, you don't want to go anywhere. Evidently, two, he doesn't want to go anywhere, but he still wants to go and do his thing every now and again. You find out, you fuss, you cuss, you fight, blah, 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 but you're not going anywhere. Mm. So either, you know, love it or leave it. And evidently, you don't want to leave it. So I'm like, okay, well, those people probably should probably want to think about it. It's a different alternative. You know, I'm a relationship counselor, but it's a different alternative. Go ahead and say, listen, you're going to pick the one woman you want to deal with. And now I may not do anything with her, but you know, have that conversation. 
Set those boundaries. That's what I would be thinking. Because, heck, you ain't going nowhere. Y'all be 20 years in, he's still cheating, you still taking him back. Y'all get married, same thing happens. I'm just saying. I'm glad you brought that up. I feel two things. I feel like, first, you should look at one, and again, I'm no expert on poly. This is just my mm-hmm. belief, my understanding, since I've come into um, understanding polyamorous relationships a little more. You should, one, not jump into a a poly relationship because you feel like you're a habitual cheater or something. You might need to go see a therapist. You might need to self-heal. You might need to figure some things out. Why do you keep cheating on people? Mm -hmm. You might want to think about that. And once you reach that conclusion and you're still like, I still am interested in poly, then maybe you want to think about okay, well, is it, I feel like I can't find everything in one person and that's how I felt. Okay. I always felt even since grade school, high school, whatever, that I couldn't depend on one person for everything out of a relationship. I've always felt like one, it should come, it should stem from me. I should love myself enough. Mm -hmm. Second, I shouldn't just depend on them for everything. And from that, I found that multiple partners or allowing someone else to carry the load, if you will. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Allowing someone else to carry the load sometimes. Literally. Gotcha. Allowing someone else to carry the load is okay. <laughs> and it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You're so crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you know, I don't know. Um, okay, listen, yo, I'm going to cut, let's cut it here on part one. I would love, Miss Kayla, to have you come back for part two. Maybe I can find some more people who want to pop in to part two, make it a part three, four, five, or something like that, just to talk about it people if you are in it you have been in it you know about it hey, hit me up let me know what's going on you know the podcast gonna be on anchor and other other websites it's gonna be on youtube like hit me up let me know what's going on i would love to hear more about it um and next time when i do this i will have more notes on it and i will be probably looking at more looking more into it so um, Miss Kayla, before we wrap up, anything you want to tell the people, if you want them to look at you on social media or anything like that you're doing, you know, I give people the last couple seconds to kind of throw something out, a plug anything. If there's anything you want to talk about or show any, or tell anybody where to find you, if you want to do that. If not, you can say, you know, bye. <laughs> like, it's up to you. Sure. On Instagram, it's k.nicm on Instagram and Kayla Martin on Facebook if you want to follow me. I'm pretty uh, quiet, so yeah, don't expect too much, but follow me if you're interested. All right, all right. Well, I want to thank Miss Kayla um, for this wonderful talk. And once again, this is your boy, Yale Pool, a.k.a. Mr. Don't Shoot the Messenger. Once again, wrapping up, 
Polly part one of Mind of a Man podcast. Until next time, people. Peace.